Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Judgment Call podcast. As always, this is Miles Wilson. I hope you're having a great day, night, afternoon, whatever it may be for you when you finally get around to listening to this. But today, I do have another rookie update for you. This one is going to be for the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Shout out all of my Eagles listeners. If you're unfamiliar with how I do my rookie updates because you haven't listened because you don't care about those other teams, that is perfectly fine. This is just going to be me finding any information I can about your rookies dating back from the beginning of training camp to now to see how they progressed as 53-man cuts have gone by this past weekend. And the, I believe, unofficial rosters came out or unofficial depth charts came out on Monday or it was either Monday or Tuesday. Either way, a lot of information has gone by. It's good to know how your rookies are progressing. Uh, I've listened to all the podcasts. I've read all of the articles from beat writers that were at the practices I've watched as much tape as I could that's coming out of practices that is being released on YouTube or on Reddit or on Twitter. I've seen it all. I'm pretty knowledgeable about your rookies, and hopefully I can teach you something about your rookies that you didn't know before listening to this. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Your first round pick, Jalen Rager, the wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, So he's injured, which you may or may not have known, but he injured his shoulder in it's just the most ridiculous set of circumstances. So He injured his shoulder making a play on an interception that Jalen Hurts threw. So he tackled the guy after Jalen Hurts threw the pick to him, which besides the pick, he's actually having a really good day. And he tackled the guy, tore his shoulder, but Jalen Hurts was only in because he had just taken it, taken the reps over for Carson Wentz, who went out earlier with a soft tissue injury. So really unfortunate series of sequence of events, but it happened. They didn't put him on IR. So he's not going to miss a mandated three weeks just in case he can come back earlier. But the timetable on the injury is a three. It takes three to four weeks to heal. And the injury happened on August 30th. So at at the earliest, if they rushed him back a week early, it would be week two versus the Rams. Or he'd just heal the four weeks, just call it a month even. And he'd be back for week three versus Cincinnati. So look for me the week two or week three, but he will more than likely miss week one. It would take a miracle for him to be back by then. But before that, though, he was playing really good. Uh, he was making plays, like not splash plays either, like consistently making plays. Like he is a very good receiver. You're getting more of the same that you signed up for if you've ever watched his highlights. And if you haven't, I would suggest you do. He is really fun to watch. Next pick, Jalen Hurts. Uh, no-brainer QB2. He is the backup quarterback on the depth chart. Actually, I think they listed him as QB3, but throughout all of training camp, all you hear is he's really good. He's really picking up his stuff. He's doing a great job. It sounds like they're talking about talking about him as if he's going to be the backup quarterback, and I'm also under the impression that there was no reason to take him here if you weren't going to have him as the backup, no matter what the unofficial depth chart says. So I believe he's going to be the backup quarterback. And in camp, you, you got a little bit of everything. He, he had an up and down camp, but for the most part, he's held his own in the reps that he's gotten. Um, he looks dynamic. That's the first thing that you notice. He is an incredible runner. He is not Lamar Jackson quick, but he does run like a running back in a quarterback's or he's he's a quarterback in a running back's body. I'll put it that way. He still isn't sliding as much as you want him to, but he also isn't getting up limping or anything when he's taking a hit. So, I mean, it's cool. Like it's you're getting about what you expect there, and as far as athleticism goes, he's also made plays with his arm. It's not like he's terrible in that area. He just still has some of the same faults that he had in college. 
He's bailing out of the pocket too early. He's not keeping his eyes downfield when he is scrambling. He's more focused on, okay, let me get away from the pressure and then let me look downfield. It's not, okay, let me get away from the pressure while I'm trying to make a play. So that needs to need to still be worked on. His pocket presence still can be refined, but that's fine. That's all. Well, he's not expected to play this season, so that's fine. That's something that can be worked on during the season. Uh, he's also consistently put pressure on the defense, which I think is the most important thing here. Like, because even if, okay, the defense is going up against the practice squad, whatever, there's going to be times where they are going to have to go up against Jalen Hurts in certain scenarios to prepare for people. And I think that'll be great. Him consistently putting pressure on the defense and practices is definitely a positive. Uh, he may not have a huge year or impact. So hopefully you guys didn't go into the season thinking that. I wouldn't think so. But he probably won't have a big year or anything unless somebody goes down and he has to step in in a stitch or in a cinch. But uh, I think I think this is a good pick. I do I do like the fact that they want to build their own quarterback room here. I think it's a good ideology to have. Next pick is Davion Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado. Uh, defensive coordinator Jim Swartz said that he is lucky to have this guy and that he'll be good for a long time. He did make the 53-man roster as the backup outside linebacker, but all that means to me is he'll probably be somewhere in the mix because everything you're hearing about him is they want to get him some meaningful reps at linebacker this season. The linebacker coach has consistently said that he needs more time on the grass. Um, the full Here's a full quote. He said that he's got real rare athletic ability, which will make him special as he grows in our defense. He just needs the competitive reps. And I believe that to be true. A lot of what you see is you definitely see that this is a extremely athletic guy. He has great sideline to sideline ability, great pursuit ability. He takes really good pursuit angles. It's a really talented linebacker. They just want to make sure they get him acclimated to how NFL teams will run, how NFL teams will play, how NFL teams will hit. They just want to get him out there. And since there were no pre preseason games, no OTAs, no mini camps, I definitely understand that. But I definitely think he will get on the field early this season. Next pick is Kayvon Wallace, the safety out of Clemson. And I think the biggest thing here is that he made the 53-man roster because they kept six safeties. That That's a lot of safeties. And I understand why they're doing it, because they had a lot of injuries in the secondary uh, last season. So it's okay. I guess if someone should get injured again, he will be good depth. But I think for now, they're keeping him on the roster because they like what they've seen from him. And they think the best place for him to learn and get better and study the defense will be on the roster, not on the practice squad. And if that is their ideology, then I commend them. I believe that to be right. And I think he'll just stay ready just in case. Uh, should he get his number caught on, he will go out there and do the best he can. Uh, it's a good player. I just don't, I don't think he's I don't think he's ready, but I think he will stay ready. And when his number's caught on, he will go out there and do his best. Next pick is Jack Driscoll, the offensive tackle out of, out of Auburn. And he's currently on standby to be a starter. There has been no word out of camp as to who the starting right guard will be, but they're getting the bodyguard back at left tackle. Jason Peters is going to be a tackle now. They originally brought him back to run guard, but now he's going to run tackle now that Brandon Brooks has got injured and there's a hole at right guard. They're putting him back there, but Driscoll is in the mix right now to start at right guard. There has been no confirmation of what he'll do yet as of September 9th, 2020 at 6.15 p.m. 
but he is he said he's open to play whatever he said i'll be left guard i'll be play backup left guard i'll play starting right guard he doesn't care he just wants to get out there and do whatever the team needs him to do and that might end up what the situation is because that's kind of the situation there now it's him and two other guys that are currently competing for that right guard spot and we may never even get word uh and we just might have to find out on sunday who's the starter and that's okay next pick is john hightower the wire receiver out of boise state university and this is interesting i was doing some work for pff and i had to scout him i had to scout him and another one of your picks uh, casey Tuhill. i had to scout both of those guys and it's, i'm pretty pretty familiar with this guy pretty familiar with him he's he's a good player he has really good film and i'm glad that he is exceeding expectations here in philly uh, he's only one of four healthy wide receivers heading into week one on this team. Uh, so they'll probably need him. He will go out there and have to contribute week one. Uh, but he's having a really good camp, man. He's having he's having I will say that he's having a great camp. Um, you really can't say too much bad about the kid. He already has his own highlight reel out of what, three, four weeks of camp. Uh, and it's not splash plays either. He's consistently making plays, catching the ball being in the right position to make plays. It, it, this is a really talented football player. And I think when they get everybody back healthy, this is going to be a dangerous wide receiver court. Um, he's doing a lot of the same here that he did at Boise State. You're getting a lot of the same high point catches. You're getting a lot of the same uh, lay, lay your body on the line, spectacular catches. He has really strong hands, good hands. He's focused. Uh, he's a good route runner. Even when there's not much separation within the route, he's still finding ways to get to the ball, and he's he's just really competitive. There's not much there. I can't find too much bad to say about this guy. He, I think he'll do some really good things here. Next pick is Sean Bradley, the linebacker out of Temple. Uh, he also made the 53-man roster and is in the exact same boat as Davion Taylor. Uh, the in the lucky to have him quote that Jim Schwartz said that I mentioned earlier. Uh, he Sean Bradley was also mentioned in that quote. He said we were lucky to have both him and Davion Taylor. So that is fantastic. Both of your young linebackers are coming along fine. Um, Schwartz also hinted at him learning more linebacker roles in the future. Uh, he just played that interior linebacker role at Temple, but he said that he's progressing along fine. But it's challenging him to learn different positions in this defense. So if he does see any playtime this season. I believe that he'll still be locked into that interior linebacker role, but closer probably towards as the season is ending or maybe at the beginning of next season, you'll see him play a couple of different roles in that linebacker court. Next pick is Quez Watkins, the wide receiver out of Southern Mizzou, and he has some really crazy speed. That is the first thing you notice uh, out of Southern Mizzou. He was fast. Like you, you saw he was fast. You saw nobody would ever hawk him down. You saw he was pulling away from guys. But there's also the little voice in your head saying, ah, he's playing against FCS competition. He's not playing against the fastest guys. But he's getting into Eagles camp, and he is burning dudes. Like I'm talking about toast. Like put it in the toaster, wait five minutes, pop it out, black. Bread is done. He's toasting guys, man. And I'm glad he made the 53-man roster. He has gone on injured reserve, which means that they want to bring him along and eventually have him out there on the field, which I totally understand. They will have one of the fastest wide receiver core in the league with him, DJX, 
and Jalen Rager out there, all guys that ran sub 4-4 when they were in the combine. That's ridiculous. But that's the reality that they're in right now. Whenever Quest Watkins does get off of IR, he will contribute to this offense in some kind of crazy way. Because, I don't man, after the first three weeks, look for Quest Watkins. That's all I'm going to say. Next pick is Prince Tegawanogu, the offensive tackle out of Auburn. He didn't make the 53-man roster, but he did get scooped up for the practice squad, and I'm really happy for that because this was one of my favorite draft stories throughout April, throughout March, throughout the entire draft process. This is, this is a really good kid. Uh, I really hope he can work his way onto an active roster somewhere, even if it's not here. Fantastic kid. Fantastic story. If you haven't heard uh i won't do it just to, just by explaining it please look up prince tego Winogu story espn espn did a brilliant piece on him around draft time uh, i suggest you read it if you do have the time for that next pick is casey Tuhill, the edge out of stanford i i'm not surprised he made the 53-man roster because this is a very good player uh not only is he a good player he's a very high motor player uh, he's very motivated very hard worker Super smart guy. Um, I'm not surprised at all he made this 53-man roster. I'm glad he made it on the 53-man roster here. He beat out a couple of the beat writers' favorites to make the roster that ended up on the practice squad. Uh, you, you really can't say too much bad about this guy either. Whether you think he's raw or unrefined or whatever, he's finding ways to get into the backfield. He's finding ways to make an impact. And that's really all you want from a rookie, a rookie that can get it done. And that's what Casey Tuhill has done so far in Philly. And that's it. That is your entire draft class wrapped up. You have one of the bigger draft classes with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You guys had ten picks, and it looks like you made the most of them. So that's great news, fantastic news. Best of luck on the season to you guys. And I'm out. I'm done wasting your time. Thank you for letting me borrow your time, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Again, this is Miles Wilson for the Judgment Call Podcast, and I'm out.